You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about genesis selling england by the pound in the room i have rob yeah ben hello and adam yep selling england by the pound is the fifth studio album by the english progressive rock band genesis released on october of 1973 on charisma records it was produced by john burns and genesis and the genre is progressive rock and art rock and i'm going to read from the book michael heatley Their fifth studio album represented a quantum leap for Genesis in both creative and commercial terms. Many of their fans still considered it their finest achievement, both with Peter Gabriel at the helm and beyond. Although not a concept piece like the follow-up The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, its lyrics represented a scathing commentary on contemporary Britain, a country suffering industrial strife and economic uncertainty in stark contrast to the color and energy of the 1960s. The tone is set by the opener Dancing with the Moonlit Night, wherein an unaccompanied Gabriel asks the question, Can you tell me where my country lies? From then on, Arthurian legend and medieval uh, minstrels combine as the group set commercialism, Americanism, and the erosion of long-standing values firmly in their sights. I Know What I Like in Your Wardrobe was a surprise hit uh, and undoubtedly helped Selling England by the Pound rise to number three in the UK. All right, what do we think of Selling England by the Pound by Genesis? What the fuck is this guy talking about? (laughs) I don't know, but I'm buying what he's selling. Rumbly tumbly. (laughs) This is out there. It is. I've never listened to this, and I, like... Gabriel is a fucking weirdo. So okay, so that's so the album starts and it's kind of like this like sort of like lame like low key vibe and I was like oh god like and I I'm of course I grew up with like Peter Gabriel all over the radio and like Phil Collins as well you know all that and then stuff two minutes and thirty but, seconds in but and then all of a sudden it's like wait is this power metal now uh, <laughs> and now there's like prog keyboards and, and it's just so all over the place. It's basically just like these guys are just they have a lot of energy. They do, and I really dislike this album. <laughs> oh, no. I couldn't get into it. I tried. I listened to it like five times and uh, every time I was like, yeah, I just I don't like the vocals. I don't like the changes. I don't like the keyboard sounds. I, 
I think the best part about this being in this band would be being in this band. Yeah, like totally. I think it sounds fun, fun to play in, but like I'm, I'm, so I find myself trying to imagine the audience, and then I also try to imagine there being a woman in the audience, and that was impossible. <laughs> and uh, but uh, it just like it just seems like such like a boy's like just being like, yeah, and then I'm gonna do this. It's, it's just so like showboaty and nerdy at the same time. Super technical. And I don't, and then, yeah. I don't think that's automatically bad, but it's just like, it is, it's a thing. It, it's, it's not what I pictured based on like knowing all the singles that would later happen. From Did you know there's no 80s Genesis in this book? Really? None. That's crazy. None at all. Really? Fucking Abacab isn't in this goddamn book and yeah. it's breaking my fucking heart. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Like that, it's it. The the, the 80s are going to be a rough a rough patch for me. I think <laughs> they were a powerhouse. No, they weren't. I, no, no. I feel like when they, I was a kid growing up in the 80s, like the 80s and 90s, it was just like the the guys that came from this group or this group all the time on the radio. The fucking like, land just of like, confusion. Jesus H. Dude, the whole, the whole the whole Invisible Touch album. Yeah, that's it's like a greatest hits. Yeah, I know this I record. Though, I think Peter Gabriel and. Uh, and uh, Phil Collins have stuff in here, but I, yeah, sure. I, I think this is the only uh, no jacket required. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a good record. Um, um, the uh, <laughs> I'm serious. That record rules. This record though is like, I I appreciate the musicianship. It's wild though. I mean, it's it's definitely for fans of like, it's like a less approachable Jethro Tull. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> That's like, a good like, but you know, years later, like. Pretty good, yeah. It's uh, or less approachable. Yes, I feel like sure. Yes is more like I preferred the Yes record. Yes, yeah. and yeah. I'd never heard that. Yes, one. Is I better. found this album strangely easy to get into, and I don't know what's going on. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't hate it. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to say I hate it. I'm interested that you liked it, though. I'm surprised, dude. Well, uh, I mean, I know what I like. It's a banger. I yeah. Can, oh, we're listening I, to it right now. I can bop to this song, guys. There, nah. there, there's a there's a funny thing, and I know what you like. No, I don't like this song at all. Um, I, I said no thanks to fake sitar sound. No, it's electric sitar. <laughs> I know. I don't like it. It's electric would be fake then, I guess. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, I'm going to play just a little thing here. I, and I, I said totally roly-poly Beatles-esque synth sounds. It just... Yeah, I, I did not, not like this song actually. Yeah. Bop, man. I'm not into it. So why are you playing it? Oh, we're listening to okay, it right well, now. It it bleeds directly into the lurker off of uh, uh, Dodo Lurker on Abcab. It's what? weird. Like uh, vocally, like if you if you if you fast forward to like uh, like a minute left in the track, on John it, is dead. You're, huh? you're getting real nerdy. On <laughs> <this>. <laughs> no, man. It's. I, I, I don't. I'm not familiar with the lurker off Abacab. Oh man! <laughs> uh, like if, it, if like a, a little bit before a minute before the end of this song, it's the exact same cadence that would immediately lead into that. It uh, it's the same fucking tempo. It's the same key. Has someone put up a mashup? No, I'm the only one who would catch this while I'm walking oh. around because I think I'm the only one here who likes Abacab. <laughs> Anyways, uh, about this record, though, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. You know... Tell me why. Tell me why I'm wrong. Please. Oh, I, I really want to know. I can't tell you why you're wrong, man. Well, I mean, okay, not why I'm wrong, but why Why is this enjoy- enjoyable? Like, why? what do you get out of it that I'm, I'm not getting out it's of It's dumb dragon shit. Like mixed with watching the, watching the video helped. Yeah, dude, Phil Collins. I is can imagine a being weird, like seeing maniac. the maniac. 
and just and Phil Collins is a he's a monster. And then just the, the spectacle of the alien humanoid that is Peter Gabriel, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> is it the is it like the like the playing like super proficient playing? No, I'm not into that shit as much. Is it the tones, the sort of like rock, the the? No, it's strange. I would, I, I would be walking around the house catching myself like humming parts of it, like with it, it just got in my ear. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why. What do we think about the storytelling where he goes into the spoken word it's goofy. on this record? It's very goofy. Okay, but do you but like it's Gabriel. it? But do you like do you like that it's goofy? I I'm just curious. I mean, I prefer less goofiness, but I figure with a guy like Peter Gabriel, like if you want one side of the coin, you get the other side as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and with the uh, length Peter of Gabriel, these songs, writer of the song Steam. Yeah. <laughs> with, 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 the length, with the length of these songs, like Peter the Peter Gabriel gets enough time to be goofy, but then also cool shit's also happening. It's they're they're not like happening on top of each other you know i will say that they i I kind of uh, the record sort of like puts a lot of stuff together and then kind of yeah it does leave room for like everybody to do their weird shit whether it's playing an electric sitar do spoken word stuff songs breaking into like completely different you know styles of songs there's a lot there's a lot of organization that happened to make this record complete Yeah, that is the one standout. That's the one standout for me, too. That I was like, this is a great song. And more Um, for me, to be honest. um, Phil Collins sings lead on that one. I know. It's one of two pre-Gabriel-leaving Genesis songs that he he, he sings on. I I think with this record, my problem is that I bet I could listen to this record like a dozen times. And if you asked me like a week later to sing any part of it, I would not be able to. (laughs) You wouldn't be like, I know. What I like. Mm, I don't even remember. In your wardrobe. (laughs) I can can definitely sing. What is it? The cinema show. (laughs) Yeah, that one. Cinema show. (laughs) He just like repeats it. The part like. uh, I just like like, that stuff doesn't. That kind of melody does not stick in my brain. Yeah, yeah. Two thirds of the way through uh, Dancing with the Moonlit Night, like after the first power metal segment. There's a part it's where the, it's not power metal. It's like it's Galilee. It's Prague. It, it's regular yes metal. Uh, it's Prague. It's just surprisingly. Rock. It was surprisingly aggressive. Is all I was trying to say. Oh. and right. it had the it had the like gallop. Yeah, I mean it's it's like not actually metal. No, but like it's but it's like not dissimilar to the riff from the Trooper. Yeah, yeah, but there's but Black Sabbath is actually writing metal right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not Actual. trying to. I'm not trying to give them any like extra credit or something. What are you? <laughs> what are your intentions, I'm just sir? To, I'm trying to. 
but after that part, so, yeah, uh, where they've got the uh, the mellotron sample of the choir in, it's like, oh, oh, like, it's it's so cool. Huh. I like that. Cool part. is not a word I would use to describe <laughs> no. this album. Um, Fair enough. But you enjoyed it. Like, I don't know. I, I It never feels cool to me. I could roll Not some dice to like this. I'm just important. saying. I could roll some uh, I'm dice just saying to I could this. roll some serious dice yeah, to this. I mean, I could definitely could be battle some orcs. a it level actually, 14 barbarian to this. But. I really like I really like how weird Peter Gabriel is. It kind of sells the prog to me. Like, oh. you know, okay, like, okay, I'm starting to understand like, that. You like the if, uh, if I, if full I, commitment. If you, absolutely. He's got his reverse mohawk. Just the single stripe all the way down his head, the rest of the hair long. Uh, he's got like his his bat wing headband, uh, his glow in the dark eye makeup that looks creepy when the lights go out. Which I think that's uh, back in the day, uh, like uh, laundry detergents had uh, phosphates in them. Oh yeah, and so like you, the, like my dad would like paint laundry detergent on his wall so he could turn the lights off and like it'd be this weird glow in the dark like bullshit so he's probably just real being tied around his face we were watching that video that oh he's the at, original Tide Pod Eater <laughs> yes oh. on that video at first it looks like his face is painted white but his eyes are painted in a different white which is like a weird look but then like there's parts where like the lights go dim and just like it, like the area around his eye sockets is glowing yeah that, that's, that's just Tide that he like spit <laughs> on and like rubbed in Wow. But you know, like this, I keep on saying that I'm not necessarily that into Prague, but I keep on giving our Prague albums positive, uh, <laughs> positive results. Dork. Yeah, I am a dork. I don't care. But <laughs> but I like like but it is it's weird and it's goofy and it's indulgently artistic. But then when I when I see a guy like Peter Gabriel, I'm like, oh okay, that math checks out. Hmm. You know, like he, he's he's fully into it. Yeah, it's, it's not like he's going up there wearing like a you know a collared shirt and like khakis. Yeah, and then just sort of like phoning it in, like Genesis and I can't dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> but like this is they were going for this whole character and he's a performance artist and yeah. and this is performance art. Yeah, and hmm. that 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 definitely buys some slack with me. Yeah, yeah. I get okay. that. Okay, I can understand that a bit more. That's a good pitch. Because I was trying to, I was like, maybe I'm not so into Prague, but then I was like, I like Yes, I like King Crimson, I like Jethro Tull, I like, you know, like, yeah. I just going down the list, and I was like, actually, I think it's just, it's the sort of, sort of like, these like synth sounds is sort of like, it, it doesn't sell it to, to me. And That's you saying that really makes me understand, like, why someone might fall into that because I think of something like Bowie. Yeah. Bowie can sell me an album. Like yeah. he's got the charisma. Yeah. And so I just didn't identify with the charisma for Peter Gabriel. But I could see someone doing that. And once you once you commit to that, the musicianship is there. I mean they're tight players. They're amazing. You know this song is the only one that the uh, synthesizer actually sounds cool on. Like, it, it's an appropriate tone. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say well, about is this still the... Firth of Fifth? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think the synthesizers in general... I think what I don't respond to with this record versus uh, the Yes one is that the Yes one is so flamboyant in its music and so flamboyant in the production. It's really, like, like way over the top. And like some of the stuff that that's in that prog world can just get so crazy. I mean, like I remember we were talking about that Jethro Tull record when he's doing the flute solo and he just is like, <laughs> like, yeah. like and we were like, 
they're just like they're just so in it, just yeah. losing it. This record is very relaxed. It's like these guys are very good at playing, but it's just kind of like it, it's never very like it's never over the top. And I think if you're within a genre that's like doing a lot of these like long form songs that are ten minutes long with like goofy keyboards and everything, I think I I think I actually end up liking this stuff that has like a slight ironic quality to it more. Hmm. When I listen to this record, it does not sound it's like almost like too plain compared to like the really weird stuff uh and that it doesn't stand out to me. I thought it just kind of sounded frenetic or like frantic or something. They they have a lot of parts they mash up and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't mm. where I where I think also I think the I don't know. There's some, a lot of it doesn't have like a rock element to like a rock and roll. Right. I felt like it doesn't have that sort of like distorted, like King Crimson. Like yeah. Something I can really latch on to and hold on to this, uh, this obviously the, we're still listening to a fifth of, but the guitar solo, the guitar song? solo is awesome. Yeah. This, this is the song. It's almost the exact solo from this, uh, uh, actually a, like I would call them like fantasy metal a group called Stradivarius yeah. um, that I was super into in the 2000s because it's just so over the top but like it's almost the same solo and like that's one of those groups that's just like incredibly polished like way in your face to start a guitars and it's not cool by any means but I kind of love it and yeah. can you roll dice to it it's like the dice rolling band like it's like them and like Rhapsody of Fire you know? yeah. Yeah. it's like What did you guys think of like the Battle of Epin Forest? Not that into it. Okay. I said it was also dope, and at four minutes and fifteen seconds in and around the lake, because they're absolutely copying uh, yeah. that Yes song. Yeah, I noticed that too. In and, and around the, the lake. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys have standouts though, other than the Firth? I think Firth of Fifth and More Fool Me are the uh, the two standouts. Okay. For, for me specifically. Man, like. First three tracks, even like first side, like one, two, three, and four, I like. I I really like dancing with the moonlit night. Okay. Uh, I was into. Uh, I know what I like. It's it's night with a K. You're dancing with the the knight. And if you need moonlit. to know what he looks like, you can just Google a picture. Yes, you, Peter Gabriel wearing a Union Jack have and a and a Britannia helmet. Yes, you can <laughs> carrying a lance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fun thing I found out is uh, Neil Pert said that he thinks that Selling England by the Pound is an enduring masterpiece of drumming. Beautiful drumming, lovely sound, and the arrangements. I think they really nailed the best of what the band as an entity could have done with that album. Yeah, I had read a lot of people uh, review this and say, you know, it's their favorite Genesis album or just the high, like one of the high points in Genesis before Gabriel left. I... 
yeah, I can't agree with them, but I, 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 I that's think, cool. I think they should listen to Avocab. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I know. I think that might sway them. You and you and Kyle are very into that. Have you listened to that record? Yeah, it's so goddamn good. I would probably say it's better than this one. I would say it is better yeah. than this one. I yeah. think "Keep It Dark" might be one of my favorite songs ever written. But <laughs> this one's also pretty good. I have a few takeaways from that uh, live footage of of uh, of Genesis from seventy three. Seventy three. Yeah. Uh, Phil Collins is playing a left-handed... He's got his drum set up like a lefty. I didn't realize that. That's mm-hmm. a note. That's cool. Uh, so first time I'd seen Peter Gabriel's reverse mohawk, uh, or the infinite forehead. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Steve Hackett, he sits down to play guitar. and I, I don't like that. <laughs> That's when you really mean business. Did you? I think most of Rap City of Fire sits down and plays guitar, too. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah. But then, also... I mean, it's hard. How are you supposed to whip your hair? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the fan blowing at you. Yeah. I knew that Mike Rutherford of, of Mike and the Mechanics. Mm-hmm. I know that he was credited with oh, guitar. Michael. Yes, Michael. <laughs> uh, I know that he was credited with guitar and bass, but then seeing him on that footage with the double neck Rickenbacker, mm-hmm. one's guitar, one's bass. That's how you do that. Yup. That's cool. <laughs> Is it though, dude? Double neck Rick. Yes, that is cool. Okay. All right. Yeah, I just can't get into yeah, this. Yeah, this is not for me. Are you guys? What do you guys think of, like a, of Kumbaya Sol- to What do you guys me. think of Solo Phil Collins? You have two ears and a heart. I have not visited I it enough. No. To, I'm yeah, not I know familiar. The so. you, you heard it all through the 80s. Mm. I but know, I kind of didn't listen. It never jumped out at me. No. It's something that I identified with. I didn't have any albums. and Did I mean, you I ride heard, the school bus? I mean, I heard I Can't Dance. That's Genesis. Which, that's, yeah, that's Genesis. Yeah. Well, t- tell me another one. This is a trivia question. <laughs> uh, trivia recently, we had to identify what was Phil Collins, what was Peter Gabriel, oh, what wow. was Genesis. He was the music round a few weeks back. He it's was pretty good. putting out all the songs. Well, he didn't tell us what the theme was, and I got confused because I thought that so I thought he was hard. tricking us on like the uh, is it Gabriel or Collins, and then it, it, it turned. He out threw to in be, some Mike and the Mechanics. He sure did. Yeah. That was oh. like I. Yeah, what'd you think? What do you think, Rob? Um, yeah, I, I I wrote down is good record, so I give it a positive. It's a, uh, I mean it it's it's dork prog, <laughs> so if you're if you got that in you, you're you're gonna enjoy at least some of what's going happening in this record. Uh, apparently, I've got a little bit of dork prog in me because <laughs> yeah, I do. think this album's fine. Uh, like it's not. I don't know how often I'll revisit it, but uh, I enjoyed listening to it this week. A few times I put it on because I wanted to. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, think, so, uh, positive for me. I think compared to some of the other prog records we've done, uh, that, I mean, that, that this is low man on the totem pole, for sure. I would say, yeah, if I had to characterize, I'd pr- it, probably say the worst. I don't think it's as... I think it's it's more poppy than some of like the heavy prog we've been into, which, if you're way into like to like dense prog... Yeah, Low Man on the Totem Pole, this is like maybe more diet prog. But from a pop standpoint, there's I can my ears are grabbing onto more things. More hooks. Yeah. Yeah, I could say All right. Uh, Carrie uh, was listening to this with me, and she told me that she liked it because it reminded her of Post Malone. And I'm just going to set that out there, and that's all I have to say about that. Wow. You have a that. very I, strange I, wife. I smiled and I nodded. And I said, I'm, I'm glad you like what we're listening to. <laughs> she loves Post Malone. Yes, she does. <laughs> um, for me, you almost just, I was between uh, not liking it and 
middle of the road because I just don't like hate it. But when you started to, when you were talking about like the pop sensibilities, that's this is the kind of pop that like doesn't register in my ears and is unmemorable to me. I like the moments that showed off the band, and I liked, and I like, you know, I like how you brought in Ben made a great argument about like the live show that you know that I can't see just from listening to the record, but like Peter Gabriel's weird character going on. I think that's cool. Um, I mean, if I have to pick. I don't think I dislike this enough to, like, go negative, but I definitely don't like it. So, I mean, I guess it's a neutral, mm. but, uh, like, I, I don't want to listen to this again. Yeah. Although I, I do like that guitar part. <laughs> I will say there's a guitar... At, at the beginning of Battle of Epping Force. There is a good guitar part in Battle of Epping Force, and it reminds me of a bunch of bands more recently, like like um, Don Caballero and, like, like oh, minus yeah. the bear or something yeah, absolutely. like just like it's a kind of riff that I feel like people have been borrowing mm. this the approach uh, in music more in the 2000s but yeah I would say this is probably influential um, sounds kind of like Coed and Cambria yeah, at times yeah, like stuff like that and, 2000s yeah. music was I think influenced by this era yeah I yeah I don't think this is a bad album uh, and I think they're great players but I don't like this at all. And personally, <laughs> I would just say negative. Yeah. Because I just don't like it. It's just not for me. Yeah, it's not for me either. I don't know why I didn't pick negative, but it's like, I don't know. I don't. It's I just, too late now. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's been recorded already. <laughs> <laughs> My fate is sealed. And so I was just now, I was trying to think of, so if you look at a picture of Genesis from from this era, you see four guys that look like they could be in any band in the 70s and an alien. I was trying to think of like there's there's plenty of bands where everyone dresses up. Yeah. Are there other bands was, where only one guy dresses up? Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Is that a thing? Wes Borland. Oh. He would there paint are. up his face where like the contacts. Oh. I think he'd be like a weird little I alien just, guy over there. I didn't even know. Yeah. Wow. I'd have to think on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next time we'll be talking about Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on. Thanks, y'all. Listen to the old one speak of all he has lived through. I have crossed between the poles. For me, there's no mystery. Once a man like the sea I raged, once a woman.